When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, Bush and Breaker fans, welcome to another special edition, nonsense edition of the baseball podcast we do every year for the playoffs. Greg, say hello. Do we do this every year? We do this every year. Yeah, it's year two. We're two for two. We're batting a thousand. Uh, And uh, this year we have a special guest on, uh, our good friend Taylor Engel. Is, Is Engel your last name? Angle, angle, however you want to say it. Do do your thing. Taylor Angle, are you related to Kurt Angle? Uh, no, I'm not. I wish I was. I'm a true American hero. Stands for the national anthem. Yeah. Um, Jason Jordan's brother, sure. Exactly. Broke his back, won an Olympic gold. But we're here to talk about <laughs> baseball. Uh, we're big baseball guys. That's fair to say, right, Greg? I think that's accurate. Yeah, I think that's accurate. Uh, this this playoffs, does this have a weird feel to you right off the bat? This playoffs doesn't feel special so far for me. Maybe it's because there's no Mets, there's no Rays for me. What am I missing? Uh, I don't know. This is It's been a, such a shit year. I'm sure it feels more special for Taylor. We should say Taylor, big-ass Dodger fan. Okay. Hey, yep. You're <laughs> welcome. That's very important. Well, we'll get to the Dodgers in a minute, because uh, I think they are pretty interesting to talk about, especially after the run they went on, still ending up with the best record of baseball, and then kind of going on another sort of run. But we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, yeah, not, not, not as good of a run. No, no, we'll get there. Let's start <laughs> with, uh, since we are a New York-based podcast, let's start with the wild cards. We'll go first. Uh, on Tuesday night, we have the Yankees. Uh, the Yankees are the home team, correct? They are. Uh, and the Twins will be visiting. This pitching matchup is one you could have never dreamed up. It is Irving Santana versus Luis Severino. Uh, Luis Severino, a surprisingly good year. And by the way, I guess Irving Santana also. Uh, so this will be... How how could I get excited for this game? I guess that's the is question. Is it a surprising for Severino, though? I mean, this is kind of the year we were hoping Severino would ever put together, right? Like two years ago, yeah. Except... Yeah. Um, I don't know. This game's really weird because every Yankee fan I know, and I'm sure Taylor knows some as well, they're hoping for four innings from Severino and then just handing it over to the bullpen. Four innings? Yeah. Everyone I've talked to says they would love four innings from Severino and then he's done. Doesn't Severino That's have really a, all they need. Doesn't he have That's an ERA under three for the year? Yeah, but I mean, when you do think about it, so three of your innings are going to be dedicated to what? Um, Robertson, Chapman, and Batances but, in some order. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. then you also have... Uh, what is it, Tommy Conley, and everyone? Everyone's all excited about. Was it Chad Green? Uh, yeah, Chad Green's had a good year. Yeah. So yeah, everyone. Everyone I've talked to says Severino maybe once through the order, maybe a little more, and then give the keys to the bullpen. Which I've. It's it's a one game playoff, so I, it makes sense. But at the same time, I don't know. It, it's so crazy to me. I I personally would want my starter going at least six, and then let the monsters do their thing. But. So who on the twins scares you other than Byron Buxton? I mean, so it, it takes one swing for Sano. That's fair. That's such a wild thing to think about. I mean, like if you th- said that sentence six months ago, 
You would have thrown up. He was scared of Byron Buxton. Buxton by- Byron Buxton was garbage until three months ago. Yeah, he was miserable. It's insane. Uh, it's incredible how good of a year he's had. Yeah, he has become one of the premier hitters of all, all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, and he has the premium of speed, which is not really uh, widely available in the MLB yeah. anymore. Power's everywhere. Everyone has power now. Everyone yeah. can hit 30 home runs. <laughs> Who cares? I'm just, I'm just going to toot my own horn. I was on the Byron Buxton bandwagon before anyone else. I interviewed that kid when he was in high school. Listen, that's a nice little humble brag. I appreciate yeah. it. Oh yeah. He was, oh, yeah, he was a Georgia kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, he lived uh, about an hour and a half outside of Savannah, so I – Basically forced the new, uh, sports department to let me go interview him, and let me let me tell you that interview was difficult. He did not want to talk. I, I wonder you know why. Base, you know who his baseball idols were when I asked him? Who? Upton Brothers. Really? Oh God. Yep. What? Justin Upton. He said he said, he said um, his baseball idols were BJ and Justin Upton. Are they Georgia kids or like what was the reasoning there? Uh, I. I don't think they're George kids. Aren't they from West Coast? I'm like looking, Cali? I'm looking right now. I, I thought they were California kids. Um, I mean, I, Justin Upton, like prime Justin Upton is basically what I think Buxton would want to be. But I also think it's just important to remember, I mean, this was an 18-year-old kid uh, four or five years ago. So he missed the boat on like Griffey. Like uh, one of us would have said Griffey if we were, yeah. if we had Buxton skill sets. But They're from Virginia, by the way. Oh, oh, that's right. That's right. Still because uh, uh, BJ played my Little League Baseball with David Wright and Ryan Zimmerman. There you go. Um, um, Taylor takes another sip. This <laughs> <laughs> thing's half gone. You, you, have a, you have a great a great mic, my friend. All right, let's talk about this matchup. Uh, well, first of all, what do we think of the outcome so far? I'm on Team Yankees on this one. Oh, it's Yankees, for sure. It's... I'm, I'm going to put money on the Twins, though, just because it's one of those things where you know, I'd pay I'd pay fifteen bucks to see the Yankees to see the Twins beat the Yankees. Yeah, of course you would. Like, uh, you're a Mets fan. You guys, you know, they're the, like the crossed out like, rivals. I, I know you guys are, are. Are you a Mets fan too, Ryan? Sorry, I, I don't know that. No, I I I could say yes. I am a Mets fan, but I'm not. Uh, I'm actually a Rays fan. I know. Oh, okay, that's fine. I know. Yeah, no, the the Yankees are my AL team, so I'm I'll try to be non non partisan in this Man, one. What but. a nice life you have. <laughs> I know. I just I just need to be hated. Yeah. Oh, you, and because this is a hockey podcast. Yes. I'm also a Blackhawks <laughs> fan, so there you go. Wow. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Way to pick. Way to pick all the good teams and just root for them. It's yeah. hey. Are you also and, are, are you a Warriors fan? Uh, no, that's the one place I choose to suffer. I'm a Clippers fan. Oh yeah, that was tough. <laughs> Happened since I was a kid. Fell in love with Corey Maggette. Oh, cool. uh, are you ready for Maggette? I'm my guy. <laughs> uh, if I I haven't looked, I mean, I'm sure a money line is available for this game, but I I'm guessing the Yankees are at least like a. Minus three twenty five favorite going into this game. That seems so heavy for anything baseball related and anything wild card related. Like, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. Aaron Judge like, has kind of regained a form. That's been pretty oh, obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's a monster uh, still. I mean, just talk talk yourself through this game though. You have Severino, who is better than Santana. Mm-hmm. The Yankees have a significant advantage in almost every position except center field. Uh, and if the bull, it's going to come down to the bullpen. And who has a better bullpen than the Yankees? Almost nobody, if anyone. Well, well, Cleveland. Cleveland is the yeah, answer. Cl- Cleveland, and that's pretty much it, yeah. Yeah. All right. That's fair. Uh, I'm going to take the Yankees in this one. I, I think it actually ends up being pretty easy, but I could see a game where the Twins like hit two home runs and the Yankees' bats can't come alive, and it's just a sad night in the Bronx. Yeah. it's a one, Any one-game playoff is a crapshoot, but on paper, I think if you play this game ten times, the Yankees probably win eight of those ten times. I think that's a fair yeah. assumption. 
Like that, I think that's fair. I mean, the, the Twins lineup really is not that bad. Like Dozier always goes nuts in the second half. He had a really good year, surprisingly. He's such a streaky player. It's actually insane. Yeah. He looks like the worst so, player on the field, and all of a sudden he's hitting like 20 home runs in three weeks. Exactly, yeah. So I, I don't think it's a foregone conclusion, but the Yankees are rightful heavy favorites. Like I, I can't not pick them. Let's move on to the uh, – anything else we want to say about this game, gentlemen? Uh, I, like no. I said, I'm putting money on the Twins. Yeah, but you're doing that out of spite. Oh, 100%. Okay. I, I've already said I think the Yankees <laughs> are going to win this game. But yeah, that doesn't mean I'm not going to put money on the Twins. I just want to be clear about that. Let's talk about the next game, the uh, the NL West, I believe. Uh, kind of show off – showdown. Show off. Showdown. Uh, there you go. At the Arizona – uh, Diamondbacks versus the Colorado Rockies. John Gray versus Zach Granke, the illustrious pitching duel. Yeah, this is this I, is going to be a hell of a game. I like gonna, I like the Diamondbacks. It feels weird to say that. I actually kind of like them to go pretty far. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I think I have a crush on J.D. Martinez. That's kind of what it is, and he's a monster. Uh, the organization as a whole has kind of like a ragtag group of people up and down the lineup that for some reason uh ended up playing well this year i don't know brandon jury was like one of their guys ended up and down the lineup for half the year which is weird to me um but this team seems to have somewhat of a potent offense despite uh revolving around jd martinez yeah but the ninth inning is going to be pitched by fernando rodney so it's hard for me to ever get excited about this team he's a raised great now you know why i'm riding that train (laughs) i uh if greggy this this is like the exact opposite of what the Yankees want to do where they just want Severino to get the ball to the bullpen as quickly as possible. If I'm the Diamondbacks, I want Granky going nine. I wouldn't trust a single person in that bullpen. Archie Bradley has had a really good year, but his peripherals are not hot. Like his ERAs and I think one seven five ish, but his XFIPs like three five. Like so I can see them trusting him, but yeah, I who would ever want to trust Fernando Rodney with their playoff life? Nobody. Uh, no. I did once upon a time. <laughs> how did you enjoy that ride? Uh, it was terrible. <laughs> it was terrible. I, unlike like the Yankee game, that might be a two-to-one white knuckler. This one, 10-9. It could, I could easily yeah. see it just being oh, both this one's... eating the crap out of each other. And there's so many hitters on that Rocky team. Charlie Blackman is secretly one of the best players in, in the MLB. and uh, oh, he's So good. He's insane. He's like one of the best hitters every single year for the last three years, and he gets no coverage. Did you guys know that he has as many home runs as Nolan Arenado? I just saw that this morning. He's they both have 37. Uh, actually nuts. So, he's so good. And Nolan Arenado's no slouch also. He's obviously one of the best defensive third basemen in the league. Uh, it has, has the power. But I can't trust John Gray for anything. That's really where I'm stuck here. I like John Gray. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I just think it's – God, it's hard going up against Granky. He really – he comes to play in the postseason every year. <laughs> that, that, that's one guy that the Dodgers let go that I will forever resent. Not just because he's a weird prick and I love him, but he is ice cold. Like nothing bothers the guy. He Honestly, as much as I love Kershaw, I always trust Granky in the playoffs more than Kershaw. Granky, yeah, if only, only Granky won the game five for you back in 2015, am I right? Oh, kill me. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the one thing I get to brag about with Taylor, and it's fantastic. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh-huh. Uh, is this we, – we are missing out on another year of Mike Trout, which I will not uh, get into, but uh, is this Paul Goldschmidt's time to shine in the playoffs? Yes. Well, while he's here, I unlike you, I think – I do think the Diamondbacks win this game. I don't think they're long for the postseason, but I, I think Goldschmidt is – 
I don't know if he's the slam dunk MVP, but I, I've always thought he had the um, inside track, either him or Arenado win an MVP this year. And I, I mean, you said it, people overlook Charlie Blackman so simply. Uh, Goldschmidt doesn't have someone, he, the, don't get me wrong, Diamondbacks lineup is fantastic. And J.D. Martinez has been a godsend since he came over from the Tigers. But the Diamondbacks do not have a second fiddle like Arenado does. And Goldschmidt, year in and year out, is mind-numbingly consistent. Yeah, he's the, he's the least exciting superstar in baseball. But, I mean, again, I see, I see the guy 20 games a year. He's terrifying. He, do, he doesn't get rattled. He just hits line drives every at-bat. He's like a 30-30 first baseman, too. Yeah, I, I have their I have their team hold up thirty six eighteen this year, hitting two ninety seven four zero four five sixty three. That's good. <laughs> he's, yeah. That, that I, plays. That plays. He's uh he's definitely one of the one of the players to watch, especially in this wild card game. And that's such like a, a stupid hot take. Not even a hot take. It's cold as hell. But he's just I I feel like he's underappreciated. There's so many baseball stars that are just not appreciated. Paul Goldschmidt, Charlie Blackman, you know, and that's that's kind of the theme of this wild card game for me. A hundred percent, and I. As again, I'm gonna find a way to hearken this all back to the Mets a couple ways. Oh, great, 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 uh, wonderful. I, I really wish JD Martinez was a competent defender because that guy, uh, he's a free agent at the end of the year. His bat plays; it doesn't matter where in the lineup you hit him, but he is just a statue in the outfield, and it's it's heartbreaking. Oh, he he's a tr- zero value in anything between the bat, but I think. Here, let me, I have the pitch open. I can check this. Yeah, since he came to the Diamondbacks, he's slugging 741. That plays it's a, it's anywhere, unreal. anytime. It's unreal, but he just doesn't have a position. He's a legitimate no, he's a DH. DH. He yeah. is a DH. And he's 29. Like, he's... Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's not going to get worse. He's old. Like, he just is not athletic. Prediction, he signs somewhere in the AL. <laughs> he's going to resign. I, I, he might resign with the Diamondbacks. The, like, that's the thing. The Diamondbacks... They don't have a reason not to re-sign him, right? He's been that good. Yeah, I'd give, Honestly, him, I, I'd give him five years right now. I don't know. If, if I was the Angels, I'd be all over him trying to milk something out of Trout's prime. That does mean that you have to play one of him or Pujols in the field, but they need to do something with Trout before he leaves. I think you can swallow putting Pujols at first and letting Martinez DH. Over having... <sighs> Him in the outfield, just like kind of flailing at fly balls every single night, like yeah. the Diamondbacks have done. Yeah, yeah, probably. Yeah, poor guy. God, his bat is so good, though. Like I salivate over his bat, and then I just think about the other half of the game he's going to spend just standing around in right field, and it just terrifies the <laughs> hell out of me. I just feel a little hurt that we never got to see an outfield because I think Tomas has been hurt pretty much the entire year. Oh my I God. really wanted to see an outfield that had Tomas and JD in it. I oh, think Tomas cannot thing. move like whatsoever. He they, <laughs> like, they put him at third base. It's really it's really embarrassing. If if AJ Pollock played one game defensively with those guys, you'd have to give him the gold glove for the next five years. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so bad for AJ. I, I hope he stays healthy. It's not another underrated player uh, in this in this matchup. AJ Pollock obviously he was very injured most of the years, injured almost of every year, but is a, a true hitter. Uh, so we'll see how he does also. Uh, predictions on this one. I have Arizona. I got the Diamondbacks as well. I've gone back and forth, but as of now, I'm going to take the Rockies. Wow. Because uh, nobody talks about Chase as much as they do Coors. Chase plays like a mini Coors. It's not as advantageous to hitters, 
but still incredibly good for hitters. And that Rockies lineup is nuts. Like they have, I think, five guys hitting 300. They have four 30 home run hitters. I can't remember if Story got to 30. No, Story hit like 25. But like they have Reynolds, they have Blackman, they have Arnold, they have Mayhew, who's still hitting like 320. That's my guy. Like that. I love him. Luke Cross hit 310 really quietly since he came over from Texas. Like that's a good team. I'm. I'm not picking them because I think they're going to win. I'm just picking them because I think they deserve to have a, get a shout at least. I think they're a good team. I'll give I'll I'll give them the pick. Okay. Yeah, this is a, definitely a weird game where I think the Diamondbacks have such clear advantage in innings one through six, but once you get to those final nine outs, I give me the Rockies bullpen ten times out of ten over the Diamondbacks. Oh yeah. Holland's had a great year. Nishak's been solid. McGee's been good. Holland like, had a, a great year until he fell apart. I'm I'm very familiar with with Greg Holland. Uh, there was time there where his his job was pretty shaky for a while. So let's keep that uh, let's keep that under wraps for right now with, with Greg Holland. Two, two, two words though, Fernando Rodney. I'm just gonna keep going back to that. All right, they're gonna yeah. ask Fernando Rodney to get the last three outs of this baseball game. Like, can you imagine? Oh, can you imagine being a Diamondbacks fan and having potentially like Blackman? Aaron Odwin, let me, you come to the plate and you have Fernando Rodney trying to get three outs. <laughs> there were relievers traded at the deadline. If you're the Diamondbacks, like just admit that you made a mistake with Addison Reed and give the Mets something and get him back. Yeah. Addison Reed's great. I don't understand that the, the Diamondbacks. I'll never, I, just like before the Verlander trade, I didn't quite understand what the Astros were doing, but there were, there were plenty of relievers available for the Diamondbacks and they were just like, yeah. no, no, we're good. We got J.D. Martinez. We're fine. All right. Let's talk actually yeah. about uh, J.D. T- Martinez's former team, the Houston Astros. You like that transition? Um, Ooh, interesting. That's pretty good. They let him go. Uh, but anyway, uh, the Houston Astros are playing the Boston Red Sox in a very entertaining series here. This is, uh, I think, probably the best opening series. Well, maybe we'll get to that. The opening. Uh, I, 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 would, I would go Cubs next. Mm. It's, it's those two. Okay. One of the two. You All can't right. be wrong. No, you really can't be. Let's talk about the pitching matchups right away. Uh, the rotation for uh, the Houston Astros are projected is going to be Justin Verlander, Keuchel, and probably McCullers. For the Red Sox, and this is when things get interesting, uh, Chris Sale is the obvious uh, ace of the staff. But after that, I think everyone's shrugging their shoulders. You have your chance to play Ricky P. You have your chance to play uh, uh, Doug Fister. You know, in That's what I want. I want a Doug Fister playoff start. I, it, I think you're actually, and this sounds crazy, I think you're leaning towards that right now. He's been one of the better pitchers for the Red Sox over the past month. So uh, I know Rick Porcello won the Cy Young last year, but is he going to be your second starter? Man, that's weird. Uh, so after, Chris Sale's going to have to pitch three times. I think we all agree with that, right? Uh, he's, he's definitely going to go on short rest. Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if it's possible to pitch three times in a five-game series. <laughs> but I want to see it. Yeah, yes. me too. <laughs> uh, it, interesting question. If you're the Astros and you know the Red Sox are going to throw Chris Sale game one, do you push Verlander and Keuchel back a day and just throw McCullers and know that, fine, you're probably not beating Sale, just beat the other two guys? I think that's a great question and a legitimate strategy. I just don't think baseball guys would ever do it. I just think it's an anti-baseball guy move. Right, because the baseball theory would be put your best against their best. But wouldn't you? if you're the Astros, don't you feel better about Verlander v. Pomerantz Hell and yeah. v. Uh, whoever the fuck the Red Sox I throws. feel better about fucking Brad Peacock v. Pomerantz. Like, uh, and Brecky has been good, by the way. In, in like, This isn't a slight on McCullers. If you throw McCullers, he's still giving you a good chance to win the ball game, especially at home. But I, I, I look at it from a, an opinion of 
Whenever I see someone like Chris Sale, who's been beyond dominant, I think is the clear Cy Young Award winner this year in the AL. No. Obvious. Obvious. No. I, you guys I are so it's... wrong. What, is it Kluber? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God, no. yes. No. No, no I think it's Sale. What? 300Ks, man. 300Ks talks. I'm not saying I agree with it, but he's going to win it. He, that's ridiculous. Kluber's stats and his underlying stats, I want to bring them up. They're insane. They're insane. Okay. Chris Sale is a starting pitcher. Chris Sale is a starting pitcher. He had a 36K percentage this year. Okay, I, that is ridiculous. That's a, it's absurd. I, I, it's that's it's not a knock on Kluber's year at all, but Sale has just been the guy, and he's dominated the headline too. Uh, okay, all right. I I just disagree. That's all. <laughs> it, it, it's Corey Kluber flew like three complete game shutouts like over the past month. It's he's an actual robot. Sale strikes out twelve a night. I can't. I can't with this. We'll do this for hours. All right. Let's <laughs> let's <laughs> let's. That's, just getting back to it, that's my whole thing. It's like, you know your odds, whoever you throw against Sale, your odds of winning are significantly lower. So if you're the Astros, do you use the lesser of your three quote-unquote aces and save the other two for guys you know you can beat up on? I I'd, I think I'd, I think I'd go with Verlander, honestly. I think i just roll Verlander. The guy is so good in the playoffs. He always has been. He's been great since he came over. To me, the idea of, not outright throwing a game, but borderline throwing a game in a five-game series is too dangerous. If it's a seven-game series, I'd think about it. But a five-game series, it's too risky. Then if you get to a game five, then you're throwing Verlander on three game, three days rest. Like, It's just it's too too risky in a five-game series for me. Side note, and I'm, I'm just uh, – this is totally sidebar conversation. I think me and Greg talked about this. Taylor, who do you have as your AL MVP? AL MVP? Yes. Altuve. Oh, my mm. God. Oh my God, you guys! See, I, I've, I've said Altuve all year. Uh, you did. And this is coming from a guy that likes the Yankees a hell of a lot. I have Judge. I just, all right, all right, fine. I'm... Let's go back to the matchup. <laughs> I just streaks, streaks, streaks are a big deal to me. And Judge being invisible for August in the middle of a division title race doesn't work for me. That's a fair uh, criticism of him. I, I, and I... I don't, I don't know if you're. A... A huge fan graphs guy or not they post an article last week about how he has one of the lowest clutch factors of all time like he's hit 52 homers but i think 30 of them were in games that were already done is that his that, fault that does matter like, to me I, I don't know like that's not his fault that like he's hitting home runs when they're up already oh but he's he's what he his batting average with runners in scoring position is horrible like that kind of thing okay like he's that that's my thing with judge great player but to me, it's all too big. This God, year. Chris Sale has 308 strikeouts. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Oh, I, I also look at it look at it from this way. If uh, Aaron Judge comes to the bat, you're terrified he's going to hit a home run, but you also know there are plenty of holes in his swing. You, I, there is no set way to get Jose Altuve out. You, know, you have to just get lucky that Altuve isn't going to make a difference in the game. Yeah. I, no. I, I'm Altuve, going, there's, there's no safe ball. There's no safe ball with Altuve because even if he hits a slow roller, he's probably going to get on. Or even if he walks, like if if you walk Aaron Judge, there's very little more Aaron Judge can do for you. You walk Jose Altuve, he's going to create a run. All right, let's go back to this real quick. Well, this matchup in general, uh, who do you think has the batting lineup edge? Is it the Red Sox who have kind of been, I don't know, kind of frisky, but also sort of underwhelming for the year? Or is Altuve and his his friends? I think it's it's Altuve and company. I I think the Astros, the only place the Astros don't have an edge is Chris Sale starts and Craig Kimbrell. Everything else I give to the Astros. 
But yeah, even, even with the bullpen, though, the Astros, hypothetically, if they don't use Peacock, they can put Peacock in for four innings. They can put Davinsky in for two innings, and they can put Giles in to close. They don't have a lights-out guy, but they have a solid bullpen. Yeah, I like the Astros' arms. It's just I, I, I've been a but big – don't have – I've been a big Krimble, Kimbrel truther since I've watched that guy just mow Mets downs for years, and he hasn't stopped. He has yeah, not. And he struck out like half the batters he faced this year, so – so uh, I I lean Astros for obvious reasons. The pitching really concerns me. As a, if I was a Red Sox fan, that, that I would be calling up Boston Sports Radio every day and go, "How the hell are we going to do this? There's no way we could do this." But the team seems to be frisky enough to do that. Maybe they have enough hitting. But I'm I'm full Astros. I think I think this might actually be a three-one Astros. Oh yeah, I, I would say Astros in four just because it, I can't bet it. Even if Chris Sale goes twice, I think you have to give him at least one of those games. Um, but I think I think a non Chris Sale starts that the Astros are just going to roll over the Red Sox and it's going to be just demoralizing for Boston. Yeah, no, it's I, yeah, I can't foresee a way the Red Sox win that series. Honestly, okay. it just it just won't work. Well, I'm glad we all agree on that. Let's move on to the other AL team, the Cleveland Indians. Uh, oh God. Is there anything more unbelievable than the Cleveland Indians this year? 22 wins in a row. Uh, pretty much can't stop hitting have fought through injuries. Their pitchers somehow continue to be dominant, uh, including Corey Kluber, who's the Cy Young winner, whatever. And uh, uh, so where do we stand on, on the Cleveland Indians this year? Obviously, they're going to probably be playing the Yankees. Well, they will be playing either the Yankees or the Twins, probably playing the Yankees. Uh, what, do we, what do we feel about them? Uh, does, I don't think it matters who wins that wild card game. I think the Indians are sweeping them. I totally agree. The Indians have been unreal. That lineup is beyond balanced. Jay Bruce, I've been I Ryan. How many how many times did I say Jay Bruce was the piece they were missing? Uh, you, uh, I would say this is a Mets podcast, so a lot. I've I've said it a lot. He's fit perfectly in that team. Where what, like we've talked about how the other teams in the AL have some holes. I I don't know where the Indians' hole is. I, I the, what do you want to say? They could do better at catcher. I don't know. They have like, the best catching prospect in the game up now. <laughs> I know. Like, there's, there's no hole. I don't, I don't know where you would find the hole. The, their manager has been there. This is a team that was a couple outs away from winning the World Series last year. They've only gotten better. The rotation is somehow better. I know Taylor um, doesn't want to hear this, but I, I think this is the team. I think it's their year. That's fine. Here, here's Taylor's white hot take. Okay. Based off nothing but conjecture and a little bit of knowledge. I think the Indians are losing to the Yankees. Whoa. Wow. White hot. White hot. White hot take. <laughs> Skip A in the house. Wow. So, <laughs> yeah. Here, here's my thing with the Indians. Okay. Good. Really good team. Unbelievable bullpen. I'm not going to deny them any of that. Corey Kluber, regardless of whether you think Sailor Kluber gets the Cy Young, one of the probably, what, four best pitchers in baseball? You can't really dispute that. Nope. Outside of that, Carlos Carrasco is good. I don't think Carlos Carrasco is great. After that, you're going to Trevor Bauer. I know they're going to line up for game three. And I think the rumor that I've been hearing is Josh Tallman goes in game four. I think that the Yankees' arms match up decent against those guys. And I like the Yankees' lineup better than the Indians. See, I don't know if they match up. So who? if the wild card game is Tuesday, that means this series, I think, starts Thursday. Thursday, So yeah. Severino can't go until... Game probably game three. Game three, which yeah. means you're probably rolling out Tanaka and what Sabathia, uh, Jordan, Jordan Montgomery. I was gonna say probably Montgomery. 
So you're going Tanaka, Montgomery, Severino God, against I, Kluber, Carrasco, and Bauer. I watched Montgomery's so, first start yeah. this year. I cannot believe he's playing a serious factor in the playoffs. He's had a solid year. Like, he's, no, had a, no, he's, no. he's had a good year, but I mean, if if I'm throwing Carrasco against them, whatever your opinion is on Carrasco, significant, significant edge to the Indians. Of course, yeah. Of course he's better. I just I think that the Yankees lineup is a lot better than people give them credit for. I think people will get lost in the in the Judge and Sanchez talk and forget that D.B. Gregorius is having a hell of a year. Brett Gardner, decent player. Starlin Castro, really good. They have like something like 11 or 12 guys that have a w, uh, WRC plus over 100. Like that is a – it's a deeper lineup than the Indians is, whether you like hearing it or not. I don't, I don't disagree. I just – I think the Indians pitching staff is so much better at getting hitters out than the Yankees pitching staff. That, and that's why I said it's definitely quite a bit of conjecture in there. It's just kind of a feeling. Every year there's a team that rolls in white hot and flames out. I know that because the Dodgers have been that team twice in the last three years. <laughs> all right. Well, that's literally all it comes down to for me, but the Indians are a hell of a team. It would not at all surprise me if they won the World Series this year. As much as, much as I'm kind of fluffing the Indians right now, I will say my AL pick is still the Astros. Fair. And it's been, been your, the Astros. It, it's, it's been the Astros all year. I'm sticking with it. All right, stick to your guns. Let's actually go to the NL now. Uh, Cubs Nationals. Oh boy, yeah. I can't throw enough money on the Cubs. I'm just going to throw that at you right now. I yeah. there there is not enough money in my bank account to put on the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you feel that way? I, I'm curious as to what what makes you so strong against the Nationals, other than you absolutely hate them. I, I here's the thing: <laughs> I don't absolutely hate them. I really don't. I have no opinion of the Nationals. I don't consider them. You obviously the have Mets. a pity to the Nationals. You just said you don't have enough money in your bank account to put yeah, on the Cubs. What, the Nationals are yet to win a playoff series. That's not me hating the Nationals. It's like betting against the Capitals. Okay, for I'll the- bet against the Capitals every day. <laughs> I don't care if they just won the President's Trophy. The Nationals haven't played a meaningful baseball game in three months. Part of that is the Mets' fault. Yeah, I admit that we were shit this year. <laughs> but the Nationals have been on cruise control since fucking May. And Scherzer's banged up now. Scherzer's banged up. Well, he'll be fine. Come on, it's a cramp. Well, he's, he had his period. It's fine. He'll be he all right. He got an MRI. Yeah. <laughs> um, I just – I have no faith in the well, Nationals. Well, Harper, Harper's also Nationals. banged up too, so it's not like yeah. he's been totally Harper's healthy. always banged up because he's a little bitch. He's Sidney Crosby. No, he's legitimate. I'm actually a Harper. Bryce Harper. I'm a Harper guy Sid, too. Sidney, Sidney Crosby's legitimate. That doesn't make him less of a bitch. No, Harper like actually has a brand and like cares about baseball. I guess Hot City cares about hockey. He's still a bitch. I you can still be a bitch and be all those things. I think I take it back. <laughs> a bitch Harper. is a, a bitch is a personality, not a, not a way of life. <laughs> I don't think he's a bitch. Oh, we haven't talked enough. Then being a bitch is absolutely a way of life. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it can be. You're right, but it's also it can be quantified as just a personality. He's legitimately hurt. That's not. He's not, a, he's not a bitch injury. Like he's, I, it doesn't matter. He's still a bitch. Like being injured uh, not being injured. Uh, if, yeah, we're, if we're gonna play round two of bitch or no bitch, we'd start with Bryce Harper, and he'd be firmly a bitch. I don't. I think I disagree. I, I think I think Bryce is like what baseball needs. He kind of has like some sort of swagger to him. Like I, I could not say that Sidney Crosby has swagger whatsoever. Like I never like really go. No, oh, Sidney Crosby suck. Yeah, I mean, I don't. They don't all suck. Let's just say that. Hey, podcast, uh, hockey podcast. But uh, <laughs> uh, Bryce Harper, like, he has like a legitimate swagger to him, whereas Sidney Crosby does not whatsoever. Yeah, well, the Cubs have a yeah. World Series ring, and I'm taking the Cubs every day. Okay. I, I honestly think the Cubs might sweep this series. 
What like okay? So if Scherzer, uh, Scherzer, we don't know if he's questionable. Scherzer's, so Scherzer's going to go game one. He'll he'll go game one. No okay. problem. Okay, and then Strasburg has been really good this year. He's that's fine. He's been a revelation. And the, and then Geo. Yeah, and Geo, another great Gio's, pitcher. Right, I understand. Geo's Geo's ear is smoking mirrors. Geo has not been as good as his line looks. That's because he plays the Geo's, Geo's ear is always smoking mirrors because he dominates the Mets and then he gets to face them six times a year and <laughs> the rest of his starts are mediocre. But it doesn't matter because. He just threw eight scoreless innings six times against the Mets. Can I ask you a weird question? Yeah, well, that's what we're here for. Is it, po- is it possible that the Nationals have a bullpen advantage? Mm, I was just thinking yes. about that. It is. The Cubs because... bullpen outside of Wade Davis is not good. Well, they have Sean Doolittle. They have uh, Brendan. What's his name? Uh, Brendan Kinsler, Ryan Madsen. Yep. Um, they don't have Drew Storen, which is a big plus for that's them. That's a big plus for the Nationals. Big Matt win. Albers has had a crazy good year. I, I, Ryan Madsen's been good. Like I, that's a good bullpen now. All of a on sudden. paper, there is no reason for anyone to not pick the Nationals. I'm going Cubs. <laughs> I I love I love the Cubs in the postseason. I think Hendricks is phenomenal. Arietta knows been, this is his right. time to shine. If he wants money, he's got to step up now. Lester. Uh, Lester. I, who Lester else would you want this year though? He hasn't. Yeah, but in in big games, do you want another guy on there besides John Lester? Um, I, I can think of one guy, but you're going to make fun of me for it. Is it Clayton, is it Kershaw? Is it Clayton Kershaw? His, his, his name might be Clayton Kershaw. Okay. We'll see about that. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute. We'll, Let's we'll, finish we'll this get up. there. I just I – like, I love Rizzo. I love the I, – I know the Nationals have home field, but once this game gets – the Cubs aren't losing in Wrigley. So all that they have to do is split in Washington. Okay, bud. And I think they can split in Washington. I think uh, – I'm still going Cubs even though I just bashed you for a while. Uh, but I just think it's, I think it's five games. I think it comes down to the fifth game. I don't think the, I don't think if it's five games, that means the Nationals won the first two, the Cubs won the second. I honestly don't see a way the Cubs lose at Wrigley. Um, man, this one's, this is tough. I just, I, I don't want us to go through this series if this is all we're going to end up talking about the Nationals for without mentioning two guys. Anthony Rendon does not get nearly enough credit. Another hidden no, I think, I think he's, Rend- he's my MVP this year. I'll fight anybody. He's been phenomenal. I think if you were to pick an MVP from the Nationals, you'd have to give your vote to Rendon. 100%. Oh, there's no Well, if you're a pitchers for MVP guy, you could go with Scherzer. But yeah, Rendon's been incredible, and he doesn't get any press. Luckily for you, I am not a pitchers for MVP guy unless it's a super spectacular season. Hard to give an MVP to a guy that only plays in 20% of the games. Even coming from again from a Dodgers fan, where Kershaw won MVP, I would never vote for a pitcher for MVP. It would it would have to be the year. I, there was a year where I thought Kershaw team. was MVP because he was just. Bananas. But it, it takes like a, it takes like a Pedro in nineteen ninety nine season for me to be like exactly. that guy's MVP. Well, yeah. Ver- Verlander also won the MVP one year, correct? Yes. Yeah, I, didn't, but I don't, think he, des- I don't yeah. think he deserved that one. Yeah, because it was that 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 was the either him or Ellsbury year, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just More a down less? year in offense, though, just in general. Yeah. yeah. So not not, then, not Sorry, my my second Nationals guy, just quickly. Uh, fuck Daniel Murphy, just in general. Yeah, my man. He's worse than anything. He's, uh, he's so good against the Mets and just hey. look. And he's such a horrible human being. Wait, wait, tell me why Daniel Murphy's a horrible human being. Oh, I, wait, I know why. Never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, this is the politics podcast, but uh, yeah, that and he annihilated uh, Kershaw two years ago in the playoffs. Uh, Greg might yeah, may uh, or may not remember that. No, 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 no. I remember <laughs> a lot of things about the 2015 playoffs. And here's the thing, De- I look. Daniel Murphy owes me nothing. He gave me the best postseason run for an individual player that I'm ever going to see. The home runs, he, he it wasn't just that he hit seven home runs in seven games. It was that he did it off 
Um, Kershaw twice, Granke, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Arietta, Lester. He, the people he hit these home runs off of is next level. Um, so Daniel Murphy, thank you so much for 2015. But at the same time, and I believe I said this in 2015, if Daniel Murphy wasn't the Mets' second baseman in that World Series, he probably had a better chance of winning the World Series. Yeah. That's no! He single-handedly cost game four. Okay, that's fair, but like you're not there without him. Right. I'm saying that's, in the World Series. Just for the World Series. Okay. Just, just the World, the World Series. Series. If you were to put Daniel Murphy as the DH only and you sat him and played anyone else at second base, I, th- I think a lot of things – the Mets should have won that series in about five games. The fact that they didn't is part Daniel Murphy and part the bullpen. But a lot Daniel Murphy. Okay. That's fine. I, yeah. I, I just think you, you play you, – you're he was – he had a DH. You're right. You're, you're right there. You know, he should have played at second instead he's of not a second uh, base. Daniel He's never been a second baseman. And yeah. the, thing, the thing that I think pisses me off the most are national fans that get all high and mighty about Daniel Murphy, and they quickly forget that Murphy was their number three option when they signed him. Yeah. They wanted Zobrist. They missed. They then wanted to trade for Brandon Phillips, and he said no, so they signed Daniel Murphy. Yeah. You should have just used Ruben Tejada at second instead. That, that could have worked, right? I'll, I'll murder you. When I, I <laughs> look, I want the Dodgers to go to the World Series, but if Chase Utley gets obliterated by a taxi at second base, fine. <laughs> I'm just going to be angry that I wasn't driving it. There's no one. There's no one in professional sports I hate more than Chase. Let's Utley. talk about the Dodgers. They'll be playing oh, the, the. Let's let me start. Let me start right at the top. Oh, here's go ahead. What, go ahead, Greg. Here's here's what Chase Utley did. He made Ruben Tejada a sympathetic figure. Before that play at second base happened, Ruben Tejada was dead to me. We were playing literally a fucking garden gnome at shortstop. And Chase Utley made this guy like my favorite Met of all time. That's how much I hate Chase Utley. Oh, speaking and of – I've always hated Chase speaking Utley. Speaking of 2015. with the Phillies. It's 2017 now. Let's talk about the playoffs. <laughs> Let's. Okay. Uh, now that we got that out of the way. Jesus Christ. Uh, we didn't have a podcast then, right? No. Thank God we didn't. I would have. <laughs> the rant would have been – the, the, I think we started. We started what December twenty fifteen. We started uh, late November twenty fifteen. Yeah. 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 No, I. Yeah. Okay. I was, that's that's the angriest I've ever been about anything. How the fuck was he safe? Luckily, we no have one... we have a <laughs> I, local I... Da- uh, Dodgers fan with us here today. So Taylor, uh, I'm going to let you talk about your team and what you think of this going into this playoff series. Oh God. Utley is perfect, and I love and respect him more than anyone in the world. Um, Taylor, we may be brothers, but this is this is like our fucking th- this is our <laughs> line in the sand. Like we can never be that close because you have this opinion. That's fine. You just cheer for the Dodgers this playoffs, and you'll realize that Chase Utley is built for war, and you'll learn to love him. It's all good, bud. No, Chase, um, Chase Utley is the fucking human. <laughs> Caricature of white supremacy. Oh my god! <laughs> Ryan's gonna have a lot of editing to do here. Um, yeah, no, I okay. keep I keep that in. <laughs> uh, Dodgers 2017 season. Uh, it was a trip. It was a wild season. We went from being is this the best team since the whatever year Mariners to is this team even gonna make the playoffs? Had a stre- stretch where we went what 45 and nine. Had a stretch where we went one and 16. Uh, I blame the Pirates for the screwing up Rich Hill's no-hitter for that, but they're a good team. Regardless of what you think of the streak, they are still the best team in baseball, in my obviously biased opinion. There's no team that has more depth everywhere than this team does. We have, in my again, this is all my opinion, we have two of the 15 best catchers in baseball. 
Nobody else can say that. We have probably seven or eight different starting caliber outfielders. We have probably 11 or 12 starting caliber pitchers. Like, But that's the shitty thing about the playoffs is depth doesn't really matter until you get injured. In, in the regular season, depth's great. In the playoffs, depth doesn't matter. It's all about who your best players are. And that's where it makes me nervous. I think whoever comes out of the wildcard game, I'm not worried about. I think we'll roll the Diamondbacks or the Rockies. When we get the Nats or the Cubs, I'm worried. Because Kershaw, regardless of what you think about him in the playoffs, is the best pitcher in baseball. I'm not worried about him. But after that, it's a lot of question marks. It's guys that have had good years. It's Rich Hill. It's Alex Wood. It's Hugh Darvish. It's Kenta Maeda. But I would rather have Steven Strasburg going for me. I'd rather have Jose Quintana. I'd rather have Jay Carrietta, all these other guys. That's what I'm worried about in the playoffs for the Dodgers. I don't even really feel like I need to go into the NLDS too much because I think it's going to be a walk. Yeah, and as much as my opinion of the Dodgers is very much centered around one player, Corey Seager is still probably one of the three best shortstops in baseball. You have, uh, like you said, your catching depth is insane. Justin Turner has been unreal from start to finish. Yasel Puig is playing more like the Puig we thought we'd see. I mean, fucking Cody Bellinger. Yeah. Unbelievable. This The team is ridiculously deep, but like you said, I think the weakness in the Dodgers comes down to are there nine, best, are there nine players on the field going to be better than any other team's nine players on the field? And I think, I think it'll work in the National League. I, I don't know if it's going to work against either the Indians or the Astros. Yeah, it's 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 tough. It's a good. It's again. It's a really good team, but it, they are not head and shoulders above everybody else. I do think they're the best team. It's times like this where I wish that baseball kind of adopted the European football strategy of just playing a regular season because then we could win every year. But there's honestly the only other real weakness I see in the Dodgers is that they have a solid bullpen, but they need they need the starter to go seven every night in the playoffs. There's nobody in that bullpen I trust outside of Jansen and Morrow. Can, just by the way, Brandon Morrow's been incredible this year and has not been talked about. He has. I don't, I don't know if he finished with an ERA over or under two, but it's within .05 either way. Kenley Jansen is incredible. But apart from that, again, I'm, I'm the Dodgers fan, so I don't know how much you guys watch them. I don't want Tony Sincrani going out there. I don't want Josh Fields. I sure as fuck don't want Pedro Baez. Like... That that that's gonna be tough if they chase a guy like Maeda or Hill or Wood early. I don't really trust anybody to get us to the eighth inning. Yeah, it, I, again, I I was the guy trying to shop every Met player to every team. How many conversations, Taylor, did you and I have where I was like, "Why haven't you traded for Addison Reed yet?" I have no, not enough apparently. I Addison Reed was an, easily the guy I wanted most at the deadline. Darvish is a cool acquisition, kind of hasn't. He had two great starts. I think he debuted debuted against the Mets, didn't he? Actually, and he did. I was I was there. Mowed you guys down. Sucked. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, <laughs> that lineup you faced that day, not exactly uh, Murderer's Row. Was the was that the fifty ones or was that the Mets? I, I honestly couldn't tell. Only thing I remember about that game is Darvish had like twelve Ks and six shoutout innings, and Ahmed yeah. Rosario. It was his first start at City Field. He had a single, oh, yeah, stole yeah. second base, and I was happy. That's literally. I went to the Met game for Rosario, got my yeah. Rosario, and very quickly then left. Greg, you're saying you yeah, left the so game early? I did not. Okay. Uh, as, but as soon as the ninth, ninth inning I'm just making sure. went, I was gone. I'm just making sure. That's all. No, nah, I don't leave Met games early. I like know. Other people I, on the podcast. Hey, I would, who would do that? Um, <laughs> all right. Where do you do – are you predicting you – can't, you can't make a prediction here, right? This is – you know, that's, that's fan bigotry. 
for for in in whatever Dodgers, Rockies, or Dodgers, Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'll I'll say Dodgers against whoever in four. I think that I think that we lose game three. I think we walk in games one and two because Rich Hill is my favorite father figure, <laughs> and and Kershaw is Kershaw, but. I think who, start, who starts game three and four for the Dodgers? Is Kershaw, no matter what, going on three days? They always, Mattingly always said that he's not going on three days in the division series last year. Robert said he's not going on three days in the division series, and he said the same thing again this year. He's always done it. I'm sure he will if we're down. So oh, who starts Kershaw. game three? Who, who is the third starter for the Dodgers? It'll go Kershaw Hill, Darvish. And then, oh, that's right. We just said Darvish's name, and I still was just like, yeah. And then And then one of Water Maeda, I'm assuming. <sighs> no, if we no it's, that. It, it, well, that's the thing. You can't really, like, you'll break Rich Hill if you throw him on three days rest. So even oh, yeah. If, He's even 68 if years old and his hands will turn into a giant blister. <laughs> Kershaw starts games one and four, but Hill is only starting game two. It'll be Wood in yeah. game five. Yeah, something. that's kind of my guess. <sighs> yeah, All the right. Dodgers, easy, they cruise in the division series. Let's, but, yeah. let's wrap this up by making our World Series predictions. Uh, Greg, I think you want to go first because I think yours is pretty simple, right? Yeah, I said I, I've been riding this train all year. I'm going to keep riding it. I've said uh, Astros, Dodgers from the jump, and uh, I'm I'm taking the Astros. I think Houston gets the World Series victory. Taylor. Oh God, I I never know whether I should pick my team or not. In hockey, I always find that every year I pick the Hawks, they win, and every year I don't, they don't. But in baseball, I doesn't. It's the Dodgers. It doesn't matter what what I do. They break my heart in the NLDS. Um, I will tentatively say Astros, Cubs, with the Cubs repeating. I will tentatively say uh, a repeat of last year. I'm going Cleveland Cubs, and I have Cleveland winning this one. Everybody has the Cubs in. Yeah. Oh, I said Dodgers. I I said said Dodgers. Dodgers. Oh, yeah, yeah, you said Astros, Dodgers. Yeah, come well, on now. Yeah, he's, he's – I'm, I'm riding – After, riding, after yeah. I disagree with the vote, I just decided that you didn't exist to me anymore. <laughs> I, look, I will say this. As much as I hate Utley, there's nothing I want more in my life than Curtis Granderson to get a ring. There's nothing more in life I want than Curtis Granderson to not make the playoff roster. Wow. Would you oh like to see – Would I like – he's a great dude. Would you like to hear his triple slash since he came over? Oh, I'm sure it's not good. I got news for you. It wasn't good when we traded him. <laughs> 161, 288, 366. He hit, that, yeah, that, he hit that, that home run, though. What about that home oh. run? <laughs> oh, he's, again, great dude. I love him, but he has just been tragically bad. And again, that that's accompanied by a 153 batting average on balls in play. Like He's been okay. better than his line, but frustrating the guy, bats. The guy we got for Granderson, I think, is Jacob Rami, and I think his ERA is above 20. So Oh, nice. Things are going things are going well for the Mets and the twenty seven relievers we traded for at the deadline. It's and this been has been your fun. Mets playoff recap. <laughs> I, I will say I will say I mean the game's not over yet, but Terry Collins is officially done. He said he's Oh yeah, he's done. Yeah, and yeah. the Mets are doing the right thing by giving him a place to retire to in the front office. That's very nice. Is he like an advisory role? Is that kind of the shtick they're giving him? Well, he was there. So he was their minor league coordinator before they promoted him to manager, and he was great okay. at that. So I would, I honestly would not hate it if the Mets just made him the minor league coordinator again. Okay. Um, yeah, that's fine. But yeah, the uh, the last week, typical Mets. Uh, we found every dark skeleton we could about Terry Collins, and the fan base decided to fucking Hunger Games themselves and turn <laughs> on each other. So. This is this is Mets baseball. We can't do anything. This is Mets baseball. All right, Taylor. I want to thank you uh, for coming on today. Talk baseball with us, bullshitting about the playoffs. I seriously wish your Dodgers luck, d- despite my 
uh, not picking them. And it's all good. I didn't either, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I do like the Dodger team. I love Cody Bellinger. I'm delicious. Uh, delicious. But, he does have a delicious swing. That's a really good way to describe. He is. A, he's a delicious player in general. And Justin. T- Hey, you guys are New York guys. Justin Turner is a delicious looking man. Hey man, Justin Turner, like former met, met great. Like he's done nothing since he left, <laughs> which is great news. Uh, uh, Dude, Taylor, I've definitely told you the uh, the underling story of why the Mets may or may not have non-tendered Justin Turner. I don't think I have heard that one. Oh, well, let's let's uh, end the podcast I, with this. Yeah, I I I have it on z- almost not zero percent authority, but like below one percent authority. Um, the Mets, the Mets thought Turner may have been too much of a party boy, and maybe Turner enjoyed recreational drugs a little bit too much for the Mets. Okay, allegedly. Alleged. Well, that is that is beyond allegedly, and I'm I, again. I have I literally have zero sources to back that up. Zero but that sources, is, but like maybe wink, wink. But maybe. <laughs> I've, uh, I've heard it. I I've, heard it from, like, I've heard sorry. it from enough people where I have to at least ponder that as a possibility. Well, I, I certainly can't speak for you guys, but I have never, nor will I ever, do recreational drugs. So I, I'm not sure if I can support Justin Turner anymore. Right? Yeah, I feel the same <laughs> way. All right, let's end this podcast. Enough of this shit. Thanks everyone for coming. Hey Taylor, you got a you got a Twitter you want to pimp out? Um, if you want, it doesn't have my name attached to it because I don't want it to be traced back to my job. So uh, probably not at, a good idea to say it here. <laughs> you can say you can say it here if you want. Nobody that I know in real life follows me on it. Uh, TCE27. Okay, TCE27. Uh, we did say your last name at the beginning of this. Remember. Oh, Jesus. Yes. Okay. Right. <laughs> I'm going to jail. Remember, we did we did say that. So just throw that out there. It's all good. Man. I tried to good. stop you. Uh, all we'll, right. We'll rally, we'll rally our baseball slack and raise the bail money. All right. Uh, <laughs> and you can follow us, as always, at... Uh, at Blue Shirts Break. Thanks, everyone, for coming. We'll talk to you guys soon. Big podcast tomorrow. Love you. Bye-bye. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.